Hello everyone and welcome to Building Strength with your host, Theo Lim. This is episode number 10. We have hit episode number 10. Again, the goal is to hit 52 podcast episodes for this year. So it feels pretty good to get to number 10. Today's podcast, I'll be going over five things I wish I knew before I started lifting weights. But before that, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I just completed a 24-hour fast. Um, I haven't eaten anything yet, so it's past 24 hours now. But I did break the fast with two coffees. I'm having... I had one before training this morning excuse me and I'm having one right now post training honestly 24 hours wasn't too difficult I wasn't too hungry yesterday I did get a couple cravings here and there but no real hunger which is a good sign I feel like I craved coffee more than I craved food itself which is why I'm having my second one now just tastes so good. Um, the goal with the fasting, I do want to do a 48-hour one, maybe in a month or two months. And closer to the end of the year, I do want to try a 72-hour one, if not a 96-hour one. We'll see. Um, main reasons why I'm doing the fasting, more so for the mental challenge, emotional challenge, and spiritual challenge, in addition to all of the health benefits that come with fasting. I'm not going to go into that right now, maybe in a future episode if people are interested. But if you look up fasting, like there's apparently a ton of benefits. You know, things always change in the health and fitness industry. So... Let's get right into it. Five things I wish I knew before I started lifting. Number one is eating for your goals. Eating for your goals is, it's important. Like if you actually want to lose fat and look better and get bigger, bigger muscles, leaner, you know, what everyone wants. Like, if you want to look good naked, which is, again, what I think everyone wants, eating for your goals is key. So, for me, I didn't eat for my goals for about four to five years. I was simply strength training, um, paid very little attention to what I was eating, Most of the time, I was not eating enough protein, Um, not taking in enough food for me to actually grow. So my first couple years of training, I I got a lot stronger, no doubt. I got up to like a 500 pound deadlift um, when I was 17 or 18. Um, But I never looked any better because I just didn't eat to look any better. Um... That's one thing I do regret. 
just not paying attention to that more when I was starting out because I would have really made a lot of aesthetic gains as well. So that's one thing I always tell people. I You can get a lot stronger, no problem, just by training. But if you don't pay any attention to what you're putting in your body, you're never going to look any better. That's something I did. That's something I went through. And again, as always, that's something you guys can avoid. So eating for your goals. It's like, and the opposite's true too. If you're trying to lose fat, you can do all of the workouts you want. You can train eight times a week, high intensity and get a, like, get stronger and get a massive sweat going. But if you're not paying attention to the things you're putting into your body when you're not in the gym, and if you're not paying attention to your quality of sleep, again, when you're not in the gym, the progress isn't going to be there. And, you know, people always say like, oh, it's 80% diet, 20% training. That might be true, but really it's 100% diet, 100% training, and 100% rest. Like, you need to be at it. You need to be firing on all cylinders to get what you want. So, that's number one, eating for your goals. That's something I didn't do. It's still something I, like, I struggle with a lot. I, right now, a lot of people ask me about my nutrition. I kind of bounce back and forth. So I'd say last year at this time, I was really on the macronutrients, counting my macros, um, maybe not eating the best foods, just trying to hit the macros. And then I entered a phase where I tried out a plant-based diet. This lasted about four weeks. It was good. I felt really good. Like the health benefits were there. I felt it my like my skin got a lot clearer just from increased water intake and eating lots of vegetables and lots of fruits i stayed away from meat for about four weeks but if you know me i love steak my favorite instagram account is called over the fire cooking and it's literally videos of people cutting up steak or steak sizzling in a pan, or they're flipping the steak. It's crazy. But anyway. <laughs> um, so I did the plant-based diet for about four weeks. And that was pretty good. That taught me a lot about... Like, it just... I saw the, the physical results and the mental results of eating a plant-based diet. And I felt so much lighter... And I'm sure the vegans out there, the plant-based people out there will attest to this as well. But you just feel lighter. Like, you can eat an hour before training and train without feeling bloated, without feeling heavy. It just feels really good. Um, so then I brought back the meat. Right now I'm eating mostly chicken or steak. More so on the red meat side of things, because I think it's it tastes better. Um, it's more enjoyable. I like it better. So what I'm really trying to do now with my diet, so I it's more it's based around whole foods. 
So I don't do much processed foods. I still do here and there. If it's in front of me or if I'm at my parents' place, they're always loaded with snacks. But processed foods is something I try to avoid now. The one thing I always crave is Oreos. Like I always look at the Oreos. When I'm in the grocery store, I just stand there and look at them. And then I walk away 99% of the time. So I avoid processed foods. I eat a lot of whole foods right now. Lots of rice, lots of vegetables, lot, lots, 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 lots of vegetables, lots of fruits, mostly bananas, avocados, apples, and then I do a lot of frozen fruits. I do a lot of frozen fruits and a lot of frozen vegetables. It's just very easy to prepare. And I find for the price point, I think it's pretty good. The value is there. So right now for my own diet, I'm not counting macros. I'm eating mostly by feel. I'm eating when I'm hungry. I'm getting my protein in. I'm getting a lot of vegetables in. And I'm always struggling and working with drinking more water. So right now I'm going by feel. I'm contemplating a little bit to start tracking at least my total calories and my protein because I do want to gain a bit more size right now. So that's probably something I'll transition into doing either later this week or starting next week. I do want to put on a bit more size. My strength is coming back and I know if I can eat a little bit more and pack on a bit more size, my strength will come up as well. So that's where I'm at right now for eating. Whole foods, lots of vegetables, lots of water, lots of steak and red meat. So that's number one, eating for your goals. Number two, things I wish I knew before I started lifting or when I was early in my lifting days. I wish I trained my upper body more. So again, there was a point when I worked up to the 500 pound deadlift. This was, I was young. I hit that pretty pretty early. I think I squatted 365 at that time, but my upper body was trash. Um, I didn't spend enough time training my upper body. I didn't think it was that important, but it is. It really is important. Not just for looks, but also for, for your strength too. Like if your upper back is massive, your squat and deadlift and bench, like all of your lifts are going to be massive as well. So there's no reason not to train the upper body hard. So one thing, when I started training, I did starting strength. I did five by five, mad cows. And I'm not knocking these programs because these really helped me dial in my squat technique and my deadlift technique. Like I had those down within my first year or two of lifting. Like I was very comfortable doing those movements and I got really good at those movements. And it's because I did them a lot and I practiced perfect form, perfect technique all the time. But the downfall of these programs is that there's simply not enough upper body work in them. So now, even now, I'm kind of hesitant to recommend someone these programs when they're, when they're first starting out. They're really good programs, but I think they need a bit of tweaking. There needs to be more upper body work, upper body accessory work, in particular, more upper back work, more rowing, horizontal rowing, 
and more pressing and direct arm work is needed too. So that's something I missed out on in my early days. And even now my upper body, I feel that it's pretty lacking in terms of size and strength. This is something I really want to bring up right now. So for all you starting out or you're really into powerlifting, train your upper body. It will pay dividends. This ties into number three as well. Accessory work is so important. Like, again, I use starting strength. I use mad cows very early on. And these programs have accessory work, but they don't really have accessory work. Like, there's no direct, there's not enough, as I said, there's not enough upper back work, not enough arm work, not enough core work, and not even enough, like, I don't think there's any single leg work in those programs. So what I find is a lot of people can get pigeonholed into just strength training, as in big lifts, power lifters sometimes fall into this trap where they just squat, bench, and deadlift all the time, all year round. And that's fine, but you're missing out on a lot of opportunities to grow, to get stronger, and in terms of preventing injuries, like just having bigger rear delts or bigger, uh, stronger core, or just like being really good at reverse lunges or walking lunges, being really good at single leg work, being really good at dumbbell pressing, dumbbell benching, all of these things will help you build up that resiliency in your tendons, in your ligaments. And again, the more muscle you have, the stronger you're going to be. It's a simple, like, that's as simple as it gets. The saying is that mass moves mass. So the bigger, the bigger you are, the more you can move the more weight you can move. So if strength is important to you, size should also be important to you. You don't have to get massive. I mean, again, it's not always, it's not easy at all to get massive. So do your accessory work and keep lifting heavy and you're gonna be gold. Number four, we're rolling right through these because these three, I think, go hand in hand. Number four, core work. For me, core work, I don't like doing core work. I still don't really like doing core work, but I know how important it is, right? Everyone knows that having a strong core is important. Core work is key. Rollouts, um, hanging leg raises, pal-off presses, farmer's carries, suitcase carries, Planks, side planks, these are so key, like the core holds everything together. So having a strong core is important. This is something I lacked in and something I still lack in right now. Like everything I list in today's podcast are things that I still struggle with. Um, for me, I, you know, it's, it's like this all the time. Um, Everyone knows what they need to do. It's just a matter of doing it, right? So, number four, 
core work is key. Number five. This one gets me a lot. I don't know if other people struggle with this, but this is something I've struggled with a lot over the years. Being wary of PRs, of personal records. Be very wary of personal records. I know this is something we chase a lot. One rep maxes, three rep maxes, whatever, right? But for me, like I need to stay away from one rep maxes, I think. Because every time I hit a one rep max, and I feel great about it, right? Like who doesn't? But it only lasts a split second before you're thinking about the next number. So for me, one thing I have always struggled with with PRs is that after I hit a massive PR, I usually fall off the train after. Like, I'll hit a massive PR, I'll feel great about myself, and then the weeks after the PR or the months after the PR kind of always go to shit. I think it's mostly a mental thing, something I need to get over or something I need to prepare better for. Just like, you know, once you hit that goal you had, it's like, okay, well, I hit it. Now I can kind of relax. But that's not the case. Like, still got to train hard. I think it's mostly a matter of being strategic with it. As in, I'll take a light week after a PR, and then one light week turns into two light weeks, and that just kind of goes until... I, I lose that strength that I had. So this is something I'm working on. Being wary of PRs, just like it's good to hit a PR. It's important. It's important to celebrate it and feel good about it. But I think it's also important to move forward after that and not just hang on to that PR. It's tough. It's a, it's a tough mental game with training, right? So I rolled through that pretty fast. These are five things I wish I knew before I started lifting. Number one, eating for your goals. That's key. Number two, training your upper body, which is also very key. Number three, do your accessory work. Number four, do your core work. And number five, be wary of PRs. At the end of the day, I think, well, no, I know that training is for life. Like, I've resolved to train for life. I know many of you have as well. But, like, in order to maintain your level of fitness, your level of health, your level of strength, you have to train for the rest of your life um, that's that's just the way it is I've always admired older people who are still very fit and very jacked very capable and those people inspire the hell out of me like when I see 45 to 65 year olds still going at it and still looking good I look at them like that's that's what I want to be like when I'm 45 to 65. So it's just a matter of 
keeping at it, never stopping. Um, I've stopped multiple times along my training career, and I always regret it. It's, it's a hard climb getting back to where you were. But that's, that's just the way it rolls, right? So training is for life. If you haven't accepted that yet, like if you think you just need to lose your 20 pounds, train hard to lose that, and you're good, that's, you're going to find out on your own that that's not the case. So if you haven't already resolved that you need to train for life in order to upkeep what you've built or what you're trying to build, now's the time to resolve to do that. I think it's going to tie into what I want to segue into for this next point is that you just got to do it. You learn by doing it, right? So I learned all of those things that I talked about earlier by doing it or by not doing it. I didn't eat for my goals. So now that I now that now I know that I need to eat for my goals. I didn't train my upper body that much and now upper body is a priority. Um so you just learn by doing things and I'm going to segue into the podcast, um, starting the podcast, a lot of, I really appreciate all of the feedback I've gotten for the podcast. Um, it's really important to know like what I need to work on or what people like so I can continue to move forward. Right. And a lot of people ask me, Oh, how's the podcast going? Like, it's cool that you started. And my answer is always the same. It's like the podcast is going okay. Like, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I just started, right? I'm only 10 episodes in. It's been eight weeks. I think for a lot of people, and for myself included, it's always hard to start something. Like, starting is so hard, right? Because we want to be good at it before we start it. But that's not the case. Like, you... You need to work at it. Um, And my answer is always like, it's fun. It's fun to do the podcast. Um, I learn something new every single time I do a podcast. Things I would not have learned if I had not started. So a lot of people don't know this, but I signed up for my account to host the podcast back in November. And I didn't do anything for two months. Because I was concerned that I didn't have intro music. And that was the one thing holding me back from putting out podcasts. So I didn't have intro music. So I didn't, I just, I wasted two months. Um, Because I thought that the intro music was important. And I still think it's important. I still do want to throw some intro music in here. Maybe some outro music. But that was the one thing holding me back. And when I finally finally let go of that, I just recorded a podcast. I put it out. Okay, done. I have one. I have two. I have three. And now we're up to ten. So for any of you that are hesitant to start something new or you guys want to feel you want to be good at it before you start it, you just got to start it. You guys know this, though. Just do it.
Same thing with clients or people who want to start strength training or start going to the gym. I hear a lot of people like, oh, I want to get in better shape before I start training with you or let me lose this weight by doing cardio before I start strength training. It's like, no, um, by starting it, that's how you will lose your weight or that's how you will start getting better at it. It's just like my podcast, right? I was sitting there like, oh, I want to get my music down before I start it. And I just never started it. So by actually doing it, I was able to get better at it. And it's like, even after the, even after recording this, I'm going to take a couple notes of the things I could have done better. And I'll bring that into the next episode. So it's just a matter of getting better at it by doing it, right? Um, so if there's anything you guys are wary of starting or you guys want to start, just do it. You're only going to get better. Like there's probably very little things in life that you started and you were already good at it. So give that a thought and just get it done. So guys, with that being said, I want to segue into movement and how I got started with movement. And it's going to fit right in to what I've been talking about. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I've started a four days, five days of movement. I'm going to do five days. Five days sounds better. Five minutes of movement every day. And I really believe that this is important in terms of keeping our health, keeping our longevity, and just staying healthy. So... I've been pushing movement, movement, movement. I think it's super important. Just like we don't do it enough. Um, it's just the nature of our lives right now. Where a lot of the things we're doing don't require us to move that much. Like we sit at work most of the day. We sit in the car or we sit on the transit to get to work. Then we go home and we sit a little more to watch TV. So we don't really get to explore our range of motion or like we don't really get to utilize our body the way it can be utilized and by not utilizing it by not it's the classic saying right if you don't use it you will lose it so it's just like if you don't use your body to its potential to its max potential it's eventually not going to be able to do it just look at the older people in your life that haven't main, haven't given love to their body, haven't maintained their activity levels. And it doesn't even have to be older people. I've met 25-year-olds who don't move that much and their body is already going into like non-use mode where and my saying is always like, look, you're 25 right now. You're having issues with your body. If you continue the way you're going to continue, how do you think your body will feel when you're 35, when you're 45? It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse, right? So you need to 
need to take action right now and start moving. So movement, how did I get started with movement? Well, so I've been strength training for about eight to nine years now. And only strength training. And strength training is okay. Like, at least you're active. But all of the movements are in one line. Like, I'm just bench pressing in one line. Or shoulder pressing in one line. Or deadlifting in one line. It's all linear movement, right? So, you're moving, but it's not the kind of movement that we that will keep us healthy and will give us that longevity in life so i did that for a long time and i my first my first real experience with movement outside of sports sports are really good for that too but my first real experience with like oh, okay this is challenging me in different ways i started going to yoga and this is because I hurt my back. But yoga really showed me like moving in a fluid, just like bringing fluidity to our movement, challenging us in different directions, in all directions, really. Like you're moving in circular patterns, just like it's a really good challenge. And um, it forces you to move in different ways. So one thing I always recommend to people is yoga. Like if you're a lifter and you train a lot, just go to, try out a yoga class. Find the ones that resonate with you more. For me, I like the slower paced yoga. It's a bit easier. Um, it's more meditative. So I enjoy those and it really opens me up. And I learn something new every time I go. And as a coach, that's like, that's something I'm always striving to do. Just learning from other people in the health industry. So yoga is how I got started. And that really introduced me to like being on the ground, connecting to the ground and just focusing on the breathing. And for me, I find when I work with people or even myself, someone shows me something new and I try it and I can't really do it it's like okay I can't do it which is fine but that's kind of an issue if I can't move that way so then I work at being able to move that way it's like when I meet a new client or I start working with someone new and they can't do a certain movement it's like okay we're gonna work at getting you to be able to do this movement because by being able to move in that way you will have explored your range of motion you'll have opened up your body and your brain to doing that kind of motion so just like keeping our range of motion staying keeping that longevity and maintaining that health it's all about health at the end of the day like it doesn't matter how jacked you are if you can't climb your climb upstairs like or if you can't get into cars without looking very weird there's something going on there's something that's missing in your balance of life so movement yoga and then i transitioned into doing more i took that animal flow course and now i'm working on that and that's like 
a great combination animal flow and yoga i love that combination i take things from each one and i'm just going to continue building on that so what i'm getting at is that movement is it's key like that's another i guess that's another thing i wish i knew before i started training but that's something i learned as i did it is that you got to move well so just being able to build that awareness of your body um, staying healthy and being able to use your body the way you want to use it i think those are very important i know it's in the back it's like it's not at the forefront of our mind because a lot of us are still pretty young and we can do almost anything we want right now but just think about it in five years in 10 years in 20 years like we need to be able to move our bodies are machine like our body is basically our vessel right we have our mind and we have our body in some cases the mind goes first in other cases the body goes first and i think training both is very important um, we want to keep the longevity of our mind going but we also want to keep the longevity of our body going and I guess with all things, it's finding the right balance for both. So guys, if there is one thing to take away from this podcast, the main takeaway, just move, just move, just do it. Explore, play, play with your body, get on the ground roll around crawl around you know do cartwheels whatever it doesn't matter just move figure out the things that you can't do or that are challenging and if you're interested work on being able to do those things so i know i was all over the place in today's podcast kind of what happens when you're riding the endorphin high from the workout so let's do a quick recap. Five things I wish I knew before I started lifting. Eating for your goals. Training the upper body. Doing accessory work. Doing core work. And being wary of PRs. So those are five things I wish I knew before I started lifting. And then finding what works for you nutrition-wise. And... This all ties in because if you never start and stick with something, you're never going to learn if that thing worked for you. So you need to start whatever it is in life that you want to do, gym related, non-gym related, you just need to start. And lastly, movement. I'm going to be preaching movement probably for the rest of my life. I think I've really honed in on my training philosophy. It's always evolving, but being strong is important. Being in shape is important. And being able to move your body the way you want to move it is important. And with all of that being said, 
being aware, being aware of your own body, being aware of your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own emotions. It's really important, guys. Like just giving yourself love, knowing when you need to rest, knowing when you need to reset and knowing why you're doing the things you're doing. Like just check in with yourself. Um, work with your own mind. Like turn off the turn off the cell phone, turn off the television. And just being able to sit there with yourself and to be comfortable with that. Or even just like looking in the mirror and liking what you see. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. Again, I know this podcast was all over the place. Number 10, podcast number 10. Still improving, always improving, always learning. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your support, your feedback. If you haven't subscribed already, subscribe to the damn podcast. Give it a five-star rating on iTunes. And as always, keep moving, keep lifting, keep eating, keep resting, keep loving your damn self, keep loving everyone around you. And with that being said, I will catch y'all next week. And for now, peace out.